Welcome to episode three of The Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. Um, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about some college football with our boy Christo, introducing a new segment called Lusso's Locks. And then me and Big Dog are going to get into week eight of the NFL, give you our best bets. No parlay this week, but a couple teasers. Um, and so, yeah, that's what you have to look forward to. This is The Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. Make sure, if you want to, subscribe to us on iTunes. And then you can find me at on Twitter, at Brob Stark. You can find Andrew at Mr. Dog. And Chris will give you his Twitter handle in a little. Thanks for listening, and let's get into it. Welcome back to the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. This week we are going to be doing our first edition of our college football picks. We'll be introducing a segment called Lusso's Locks from a good friend of the program, Chris Lusich. Chris Lusich, how you doing? Oh, phenomenal. How you doing? It's great. It's great to hear your voice. We also have Big Dog on the line. Big Dog, say hello to the people. How are we doing, everybody? Good to have you here, boys. We're here to talk some college football. Um, a pretty good week of games, I'd say. What about you? You guys like it? Love it. Love it. Love. Chris loves the board. Chris always loves the board. Love um, the board. So let, let's get right into it and kind of – We'll start from a farther away perspective. Let's look at college football as a whole. Um, Chris, what if you right now had to give your top four for the playoffs, what do you think you'd go for? Um, number one, LSU. Uh, okay. You know, they got a big win against Texas this year. That was big. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I know Texas is, has two losses, but I, I think they're a little bit better than than, than that. Um, yeah, and I just think you know their strength of schedule overall has been has been much better than, than Alabama, who is the other team in discussion for mm-hmm. that number one spot. Um, and then uh, after LSU, um, I've actually got Oklahoma, um, just because I know they haven't really played anyone either, but but you know just using the eye test they've been much better this year than uh than um i even think alabama has played um and they look really dynamic their offense i mean jalen hurts i mean we've t- we've talked about this uh, not on air but the jump he's made kind of like the situation he's in it seems like lincoln riley is just calling all the right shots for him yeah absolutely and uh and yeah, I just think it, it, it was tough for Saban to unlock him. Saban's probably not used to having as dynamic of a quarterback as that, and, and the system that he runs just doesn't really fit uh, Hurts' skill set. And I think Lincoln Riley found every way to open that skill set up that he possibly can. So it's pretty cool to see what he's doing this year. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, obviously with Tua being hurt, now's when we're going to kind of miss him over in Alabama. Yeah, it's, it's, it's ironic timing. Um, and then, so looking at the three and four slot, you have Alabama, I assume, at three? Yep, that's correct. Alabama at three. Strength of schedule not great this year. Uh, I can't put them in the top two when they play teams like frickin' New Mexico State. 30-point uh, favorite weekly. Yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. Um, you know, and, I, and with the SEC. A quick question. Team, yeah, what's quick up? question for you. As a gambling man, having your favorite team be favored by 30 every week, does that suck? Because you probably want to – you're watching the game, so you probably want to get some action on it. But, I mean, it's it great that they're good. It usually just means third... that I lose a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. All right, you can continue on to number four if you have any other points about Alabama. Um, no. No, I don't. Uh, number So, we got, we got LSU, uh, Oklahoma, Bama, and then uh, I've got Ohio State in the number four slot. Um, and I'll just tell you right now, if, if Ohio State wins this week, they're going to go all the way up to two. Uh, two. So that's all the way up to two. taking over Oklahoma and Alabama, all right? Yep, that's And they got a big that's game. Correct. We're we're going to discuss Wisconsin-Ohio State. That's um, it's one of our six or seven big games we're going to talk about today. Um, any honorable mentions for you? You probably got Clemson there sitting on the outside of the top four. Clemson just on the brink and Penn State. I love what Penn State's doing uh, – this year, mm-hmm. um, you know, their skill players are, are something else. Um, and, you know, they, they played Michigan last week. Didn't play as good as I really wanted them to play. Um, yeah. But this week sluggish. I think it's – yeah, absolutely. And then, the, you know, I had a close one against Iowa two weeks ago as well. But, um, 
But no, I mean, uh, you know, I think this week's going to actually, you know, Michigan State's having a little bit of a down year, but uh, I, I just really think it's set up for Michigan State to uh, to do something this week. Um, so it's this week will be a good test Penn State. For them. Yeah, I think it's going to be a big game. Um, I, I it was hard to tell watching when Penn State played Michigan whether it was Michigan's defense or Penn State's offense. You know what I'm saying? Because Michigan's defense, Michigan has not looked great this year, but their defense at times has stepped up. So that'll be interesting as a little preview for them playing Notre Dame. Um, moving on, we talked about some of the play. We talked about some of the teams these players on, but we're gonna do a little Heisman watch. Um, I'm gonna give you a list of names, and then we can talk about them. I'm assuming you got Joe Burrow of LSU. Yep. You got um, who? You got Tua from Alabama. You got Jalen Hurts, Oklahoma. Um, Trevor Lawrence from uh, Clemson has fell off quite a bit. Um, I would imagine that Wisconsin's running back Jonathan Taylor. Yes. In the conversation. Um, and am I forgetting anyone else? What about Ohio State? Who Who's up? Justin Fields? Yeah, that's right. Justin Fields. Yeah. He's the one that would be in the conversation there. Um, we'll get into Bring it down more. for us, though. Yeah, we'll get into it a little bit more in the, when we talk about the uh, Penn State game this week. Or, the, excuse me, the Wisconsin game this week. But, uh, yeah, I like the value of Jonathan Taylor right now. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Joe Burrow's odds-on favorite. I think he's got about plus 115 now with two going down. Um, it's hard to see Tua, you know, missing a, a whole game in the year uh, with, you know, when you got a guy like Hurts putting up the numbers that he's putting up uh, and coming back in and being able to take that Heisman away. So, um, yeah, I, I, I lean towards Burrow. Uh, I lean towards Hurts. Um, Burrow's getting into the tough part of his schedule right now. Uh, you know, yeah, it'll be interesting to see Auburn how he responds. Yeah, Auburn this week and then Salmon too. It's, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, what his trajectory is like after all that. But, um, yeah, I like Justin Fields, too. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to touch on it too much because we're going to preview that game. But, uh, yeah, Fields and Taylor are both interesting options to me. And uh, I also like Justin Herbert at 40-1. to 1. Um, I do. Uh, I think that's pretty good value. A little Pac-12. And, um, yeah, I like what Oregon's doing this year. Um and other than that, you know, I, I really don't see anybody else that can jump into the conversation. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty much yeah. the guys at the top that you've got. There. Yeah, that's what's going. That's who's going to take I, it. I would be very surprised if it wasn't um, Burrow or Tua. To be honest with you, I mean, I guess Hurts. Those three, those Hurts. three, I would be shocked yeah. if it wasn't Hurts. one of those three. I'm looking at the odds right now, and so yeah, it goes Burrow, Hurts, Tua, Justin Fields, Jonathan Taylor, uh, Jerry Judy. Am I pronouncing his name correctly there from Alabama? That's right, yeah. Yeah, and then you got your boy Herbert and then Ellinger from Texas. Um, I think, I, is it fair to say it's Bur- Burrow with the strength of schedule he's going to play in the SEC? He's kind of got the advantage here because if he can finish out the season strong, I don't see anyone stopping him. Does that logic make sense? I mean, it, it does, but I would almost lead towards Hurts a little bit just because of, of how weak the defenses are in uh in the Big 12, um, you know, weekly mm-hmm. he gets to go up against a defense that just can't do anything, <laughs> you know. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, I think he's he's an interesting proposition, uh, even though he's only you know seven to five right now. So not you know not great odds on him. Mm-hmm. But uh, you look at Joe Burrow and uh, he opened the year at 200 to one to win the Heisman. So, uh, yeah, nice I threw five dollars on that. Yeah, God, regretting damn. not putting a little bit on that. Um, yeah, I completely agree. Um, and if recent history is any indicator, Jalen Hurts, um, Oklahoma quarterbacks have been doing quite well in the Heisman lately and in the NFL draft. But I could see him doing it in the Heisman, not in the NFL draft. But um, yeah, let's move into Riley pulls off three in a row. That I mean, I there's no way. But but let's move into this weekend's games. Um. We're, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about six or seven of the marquee games, and we're going to give our picks, and over the course of the season, we'll keep a tally on them. And some of them are going to be obvious, um, but this week, um, most of them are obvious, but some are a little questionable. And some weeks, there are going to be a lot of close calls on the picks. So we're going to start that this week. I mumbled all that just to ask you this question, Chris. How do you like Wisconsin-Ohio State? Um. Eh, not too much. <laughs> um, so, I don't 
Uh, Ohio State is nothing I want to get in front of right now. Um, if I played a side, it would have to be Wisconsin. I'm not going to play a side here. Mm-hmm. Um, Fourteen and a half is a lot. It's a it's a lot of points, and, and I understand that uh, you know uh, Wisconsin going into into the horseshoe and taking on Ohio State, and Ohio State you know has been a freaking buzzsaw this year. So uh, yeah, nothing I want to stand in front of. I'm not going to touch the game. If I did play a side, it would be fourteen and a half. Um, what I got for this game is um, we we hit on Jonathan Taylor a little bit earlier. Um, if Wisconsin wins this game, I think his Heisman odds drop to at least 20 to 1, 15 to 1 if they win this mm-hmm. game. Um, because the only way they're going to do it is on the ground with him. Um, you know, if he runs for 200 yards and four touchdowns and they beat Ohio State, he's sitting at 40 to 1 right now in, in the Heisman. That's a good value. Yeah, I'd take a flyer on him just uh, – just because if if they do happen to win this game, which I'm not which I'm not predicting, um, you know that's incredible value right there. So um, and then the other way around, you look at Justin Fields. If Ohio State pulls this game off, he's only ten to one, so a little bit less value than Jonathan Taylor. But uh, but if if you think Ohio State's going to win, ten to one flyer on him for Heisman wouldn't hurt either because he's going to have to have a big game to bring these guys through. Yeah, and at a certain point in the season, there's only, like, such good odds you can get. So I think Justin Fields right now this week could be the last time you could get him at that sort of value. Um, I have a little stat for you before we yeah, move on to the next game. Um, Ohio State, Wisconsin, the last 10 matchups. Ohio State is 9-1 and one straight up and 8-2 and two against the spread. So you can take that information how you'd like, folks. But – um, I am probably going to stay away. I might touch that Wisconsin plus 14 and a half, but history would tell us to take Ohio State. But we'll have to wait and see. Everyone and their mother is on Ohio State, too. That's scary. I don't like – yeah, public dogs have fleas. Get, get away from them. <laughs> well said, well said. Uh, let's move into the next game. We got uh, Auburn at LSU. Uh, Joe Burrow, we mentioned him earlier. LSU is favored by 10 and a half points. The over-under is 59 and a half. Um, and it's going to be raining, Chris. I just want to put that there out there. I think I you like the under on this game. Is that I correct? I did, and I, I locked I locked my under in earlier this week. I think it's moved down a little bit with uh, with the weather. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I got the I, I bought it up a point and a half to sixty. I don't know. There's no way in hell that no way that it's going to get to sixty. Um, I think that's a pretty safe bet uh, to make right there. Uh, as, as far as the side goes, ten and a half. Uh, if I'm taking a side, it's LSU. Um, but in these rivalry games in the SEC, especially with the weather being the way it is going to be this week, man, I, there, there's uh, ten and a half is just too much in a rivalry game. Usually they're low scoring, um, and like I said, with the weather and the rivalry game, interdivisional, it, you know, I, I can't lay ten and a half in that spot. And um, I got another fun stat that will agree with you, Chris. Uh, so the last ten times these two teams have played, LSU has been seven and three, but like Chris mentioned. These games are close. They have been 5-5 five and five against the spread. So stay away from that spread. We both like the under here. Um, let's move on to our next game. Let's Love the Texas. stats, baby. Back oh, yeah. my ass up. Let's go. <laughs> That's what I'm here for, Chris. Um, Texans at – Texans. Texas at TCU. Texas <laughs> is a point, a point and a half favorite, and the over-under is at 57. Um, Chris? Is this an over? Big over here. Big over. It is, uh, it is a big-time over. Big over. No, I mean, both these teams, you might, you might as well throw a big dog out there at safety. All right? They, they, they can't, big dog they, would be a great safety. He'd be a great safety, especially for Texas. Um, <laughs> they, got, they got nobody out there. Their top two guys have separated shoulders. I did it, they both did them last week. Um, it looks like they might play this week, but, I mean, they already can't tackle, and with two two gimp-arm dudes up in there trying to make the Good tackle, I, 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 I don't agree. Uh, as far as the side goes, this fucking line, this line smells worse than a uh, Coachella bathroom at 3 in the afternoon. It Ooh, is right. terrible. 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 Stay, so, stay away from that line. Okay, and so I got a little to help us with the uh, – we both like the over in this game. Texas, five of the last seven games, has hit the over, so that feels good. And then if you're feeling a little frisky like myself and you're a money line boy, that TCU money line, well, 
TCU is five and four, the last nine against Texas. And if you don't want to take that money line, even though five and four, hey, it could happen again. But if you want to take the spread, they are six and three against the spread against Texas in their last nine games, folks. And stats do not lie. Let's look at this next game. A university known for lying, Penn State at Michigan State. We did not forget Penn State. Time does not forget those types of things. Um, Penn State, number 16 in the country. We both like them. Um, Penn State is favored by five and a half points, over under at 43 and a half. Chris, what do you like in this game, or what are you thinking? Maybe you don't have to bet it, but uh, what are you feeling as how this game is going to go? Five and a half is gross. Uh, this thing opened at seven. Um, uh, Michigan State plus seven. It, it's dropped all the way down down to five and a half. A uh, lot of backing on Michigan State. Most of the tickets are on Penn State. Uh, most of the money is on Michigan State. So that's why you see the line movement there, um, because you're getting a lot of you're getting a lot of professional guys coming in and, and laying mm-hmm. money on Michigan. Um, five and a half, it, it's a no go for me on, on the line. If it, if you buy it up to to six and a half, uh, maybe even seven, um, I'd take Michigan State. I actually like that side quite a bit. Um, not going to lock that one up, but um, but yeah, Elijah Collins is going to have to have a big day for. Uh, for Michigan State out of the backfield, and their defense is going to is going to have to play really well. So if you buy into the narrative that uh, Michigan State's going to keep this game close, um, it, it might might take take a peek at the under. I know it's pretty low right now, but uh, yeah, I mean it just it depends on what you think. I think Michigan State at getting a touchdown, I like that, but anything less, it's risky. I am a hundred percent with you on Michigan. I think it's going to be a close game. And I am buying into that defense. I think it's going to be a close game, so I won't touch that five and a half. I would maybe consider taking Michigan State plus seven, but you mentioned the under. And you know what, Chris? I got a stat for that, too. Seven of the last eight Penn State Big Ten games have gone what, Chris? They have gone under. Fucking under. So we, I, I mean, I think I'm going to be taking the under because I, I could see this just being a messy game that Penn State maybe wins by three or four. Um, five and a half scares me, as it does you. Let's move on to the next game. Notre Dame at Michigan. Notre Dame is favored by one point. The over-under is at 50. Um, Chris, what do you like in this game? Is this is this Harbaugh's last straw? Yeah, we're going to wrinkle up those fucking khakis this week. I, I love Notre Dame. <laughs> Love Notre Dame. Uh, this line opened at um, Notre Dame getting a point and a half. It's moved all the way to favor Notre Dame. And I know two mm-hmm. points doesn't seem like a lot in the, in the in the scope of things, but when you have a bookmaker cross zero, that means a lot. So that you know, it's, it's probably yeah, it's probably the equivalent to moving the spread if it stays on one side of zero, probably four points. I would say four or five points. So mm-hmm. there's been a lot of action on Notre Dame. I know that uh, that it's in the big house, but I, I'm all over Notre Dame here, uh, minus the point and a half. Okay, I like that too. And do you have any thoughts on that over-under of 50? Because Notre Dame has hit the under in the last seven of the last nine games. Yeah, 50 is a tough number. Um, you know, I, I, it's a it's a 130 kick, uh, or 430 kick, rather. Um, it's mm-hmm. a late game over there. You know, I don't, I, I don't really – if I if I bet it, it'd be the under. Um, okay. Not going to touch. Okay. Not going to touch it. I think that number's going to be. You know, it's going to hover right around that fifty fifty one spot. So yeah, stay away I think from if that, I bet the under, I think if I bet the under, the game would finish like twenty seven twenty four or something like just exactly. go to fifty one points. Um, we got two Pac twelve games to round it off here before we go into Luso's locks. Um, we got ASU at UCLA. Um, ASU. My, is favored by three points over under 55 and a half. And you know how I have a bunch of stats for you, Chris, every single time? You yep. want to hear my stat? UCLA I I fucking it. sucks. Yep, that is I my fucking stat. agree. <laughs> oh, Jesus. They're, oh, man, they are just awful. Uh, I, there's no way I can back UCLA here. Not not a chance in hell. No way. You take uh, Herm Edwards. That's a man you believe in. Yeah, you, yeah I buy into the Herm hype. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I just, you know, Dorian Thompson, Robinson, quarterback UCLA, he, he's a pretty good athlete. Uh, he's got a couple of his big receivers back um, that he was missing earlier on in the year when when uh, they were trending down a little bit. But it doesn't matter. I, 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 there's no possible way I can jump on UCLA. I know they had a big week. I know they had a big win last week. 
but I, I, Stanford fucking sucks too. So I, I'm I'm on Arizona minus three here. Not going to lock that one up, but uh, you know, I'll sprinkle a little bit on on that one. Yeah, n- n- nothing wrong with sprinkling a little. You know, like spreading your don't put all your eggs in one basket. You know, maybe a little in the ASU basket, maybe in the Notre Dame, maybe in the under. You know, you know. And then last one we got for you, we got Washington State at Oregon. Um, Oregon's a 14-point favorite. Over/under is 67. And I know before we talk about this, I, we both love Oregon, and Oregon is looking good. The last nine times these teams have played, Washington well, State has covered. Has covered. They yeah, I'm on State here. Plus I'm 14. I'm with you, Mike Leach. Uh, anything else to add on them on this game? Um, I like the 14, and uh, I'm straight. I'm staying true to my name, and I'm laying that hook, baby. But uh, we're, we're if you buy that up to fourteen and a half, that's juicy as shit. But you know mm-hmm. it, it's great. I love it. Um, you know, bold prediction I got. I think Oregon. You know, I I, I see them making it to the playoff this year. Uh, love Herbert. Mm-hmm. Love what their defense is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they're not going to beat. They're not going to beat Leach by fourteen. Uh, so I'm on. I'm on Washington State here. Obviously, you know Herbert having an incredible season. Uh, you know if my bold prediction comes to fruition, it will oh. sprinkle on that Herbert Heisman. I like that. You got good odds of him right now. So, I mean, definitely if Oregon gets into the playoff, there's going to be a lot more talk about Herbert because, correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, he was supposed to go number one in last year's NFL draft, correct? Absolutely he was supposed to go number one. Um, I, I have a, you know, I, I trying to scout the NFL draft is ridiculous because nobody yeah. knows what the fuck they're talking about. So, uh, um yeah, he might go number one this year. I don't know. I mean, yeah, who knows? Obviously, the favorite's going to be Tua, but wouldn't wouldn't shock me if he went number one. He's sitting at forty to one for the Heisman right now, and if they're going to make Ooh. it to the playoff, there's another. He's definitely going to be there. It, there's no way that Oregon makes it to the playoff if he's not at that Heisman night or whatever. You know what I mean? Absolutely, and 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 you know, with uh, with Lawrence kind of falling out the way that he has, and he's just played like a sack of shit this year, which I love seeing. Um, yeah, you know, looks like I, Jonah. I, I love watching Jonah fail. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, you, nothing better. <laughs> I would have gone with Eric. Here. Yeah, well, it doesn't look like Eric. I can shit on Andy Dalton all I want, but I'm, leave, I'm leaving all this in. This is all staying in. Absolutely. Um, okay. Well, Chris. <laughs> It's time to introduce America's favorite segment on the Pineapple Couch to see Rob. It's Lusso's Locks. Take it away, my friend. All right, number one, over Texas TCU. Like I said, depleted secondaries, and even if uh, they weren't depleted, they suck. No pass rush. Uh, you know, uh, TCU is going to have 200 yards rushing. Uh, Texas, I, I think this, this gets close to 1,000 total yards of offense. We're taking the over at uh, – over 58. Um, number two, th- this team has been loyal to me all year. Um, I love them. We're going, we're going Temple Owls, baby. Getting 10 and a half in Philadelphia. Um, yeah, man. Temple as a home dog this year has been absolute money. I know they're playing UCF explosive offense, uh, but UCF isn't the same team that they've been in the past few years. Uh, Temple has got quarterback named Anthony Russo. He's going to play on Sundays. He's a stud. Uh, their leading rusher has six, almost 650 yards on the ground. Uh, yeah, I just I, I like Temple to to cover this. Maybe a little little look at the money line for the old Ooh. Temple Owls here. Um, they got their ass handed to them by SMU last week, but I really love SMU this year. Had a good win last night against Houston. Unfortunately, I laid too many points there. Uh, but, uh, but no, I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm on the boat with you there ten, too. Getting 10 and a half here. So. Perfect. And then what else you got for us? Uh, next, you know, we, we, we touched on it. Uh, Washington, Washington state plus the 14 all day. Cougs. Yep. Cougs going into Austin. The zoo can't contain Cougars. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Uh, next, you say uh, your next one, your next one yeah, is a big up? one for you. I, I, I was just going to say, this is a 
the people should know how important this next one is to you. This is these are your boys. Absolutely. I uh my favorite team of the year. I think uh you know to, you got to take a look at them as being maybe the best group of five team in the nation. We got the Mountaineers out of Appalachian <laughs> State. I love these guys. Jeff Satterfield put together a great po- program before he handed out this year. Um, yeah, they're, they're laying a big number. I got them at 24. I think the spread's all the way up to 27 and a half now. Um, Ooh. Would you feel comfortable down. with that 27 and a half? Oh, you buy it down. I buy, I buy it down, you know, just because the pick I'm listing is at 24. Um, but, uh, man, I, I don't think the South Alabama Jaguars got anything in the tank, man. They're, they're <laughs> South absolutely, Alabama Jaguars. They're terrible, man. They're really bad. I watched them last week. Sucked. Uh, Appalachian State's just too powerful. I, I see this as a 52-7 to seven or so. Just, just lay that 27. Lay, lay the All 27 right. and get on with it. I'm gonna follow you, follow you into war this weekend and every week, as our loyal listeners should as well. But I will be there every week, so I'll live and die by you, Chris. Let's go, baby. Um, all right. And so, what else do you got for us to close out your first edition of Luso's Locks? I know you got a parlay, and I think you got two more picks for us, right? I do. Um, start with Auburn LSU. Touched on it a little bit earlier. Um, yeah, I like the under here. Under under rainy day. I got it at, yeah, on rainy day. I got it at uh, I got it under sixty at minus one thirty odds. Um, but you know, I, I just whatever it's sitting at, lay it. Um, it's at fifty nine and a half right now. So yeah, fifty nine and a half. Same thing. Lay mm-hmm. lay take the under yep. here. Uh, rivalry game's always close. Um, you know, I just I, I don't trust this game to get all the way up to sixty points. So yeah, go ahead and take that under there. Uh, Burrow's having a great year. Uh, like I said, spread's ten and a half. Not interested really in the spread, but uh, I think LSU gets it done. Um, but uh, definitely take the under here. <clears throat> okay. And then uh, what do you got last? I, oh, we touched on this one. Um, we did. You got Notre Dame minus a point and a half, correct? That is correct. Notre Dame minus a point and a half. Uh, you know, like I said, uh, I don't. I, the, Michigan's going to lose this game, and and. Uh, what happens to Harbaugh? Uh, maybe, maybe moving on. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see about that. But uh, if he loses this game and then can't get it done against Ohio State again, they got a revolving least, doors moment. They, they, Something can't they happen. Gotta, they got to look at it at least, you know. So, uh, yeah, I like Notre Dame here to get it done. Uh, Ian Book, Oak Ridge, Sacramento boy. Fucking hate him, but uh, he's uh, <laughs> he uh, he's doing pretty good this year. Um, you know, Notre Dame always good on defense. Michigan's defense is obviously their strong point because Shea Patterson isn't worth a shit at quarterback. Uh, so uh, yeah, I like uh, I like take take a look at the under, but definitely Notre Dame minus one. I like it. I like that too. And then this is a segment I'm very excited for. You can you texted me a name for this today. You ready to unleash it on the world? Absolutely. Andrew will Let's definitely agree with this one. We got the Let's Big Dog it. People's Parlay, baby. Big Dog the, People's Parlay, week one. The Big Dog's People's Parlay. Let's I go. couldn't love it more. What is it, Chris? All right. So I'm not going to go too much into depth here, but these are pretty much the, the big favorites that I expect to win this week. We got Purdue, minus 350. Fresno State, minus 650. Ohio State, minus 650. Southern Miss, minus 360. Florida Atlantic, minus 580. Uh, Arkansas State, minus 450. Louisiana Tech, minus 1300. And San Diego State, minus 550. Uh, you're getting pretty close to uh, to three to one odds there. Um, Ooh. Just, you know, don't look too much into it. Just sprinkle a little bit on that, on the big dog people's parlay here. And, it makes uh, your day a lot better. Makes you day a lot better when you always have that in your back pocket. It's going to be great. Can't wait. (laughs) Can't wait. Chris, well, um, where can the people find you at on Twitter? I'm at Crystal Lucich on Twitter. Um, Lay the hook, baby. Lay the hook, Chris. Always a pleasure having you on. 
This is our first time doing the phone call recording, so we're going to work on the audio, folks. It's, uh, but we can guarantee it will sound a lot better than it did yesterday when we tried this. So, again, thank you to Chris for coming on. We'll be hear back from him next week. Coming up, we're going to talk some NFL. Thanks for listening to the pineapple. Roll Tide, baby. Roll Tide. Thank you, Chris. Talk to you later. B-Rob, right now we're going to be going over NFL Week 8 with my good friend Big Dog. Big Dog, how you doing? Good to be back. Good to be back as always. Good to have you here. Um, We're going to be doing this every week, and next week we promise we will have one out on Monday recapping. But we're looking into the future this week. We are looking at NFL Week 8, and we're going to go through all the games, give you some best bets, talk about some of the storylines as we weave through these games, and get you ready for this NFL Sunday. And a special thanks to Christo for coming on earlier and doing college football with us, and to my friend Jedi, Dustin Morgan, for doing the intro music, and another friend of mine, Mark, who goes by Stevenson67444. You can find his beats on Twitter for doing some of the music as well. Again, this is the Pineapple Couch. I am B-Rob. Big Dog, let's get into these NFL lines. Let's do it. We got the Seahawks at the Falcons. So when you're thinking about the Seahawks at the Falcons, you got to look back a little in the rearview mirror. How did the Seahawks get here? They lost last week. They lost to the Ravens. The Ravens came to Seattle and pretty easily dismantled the Seahawks. Big Dog, are you worried? I'm not worried at all because, like we mentioned, not a big Dan Quinn guy. They have a lot of issues. And I don't think Russell Wilson's going to struggle two weeks in a row. He threw a pick six last week that never happens very uncharacteristic and another thing we're forgetting is that they are playing the falcons and the falcons suck falcons lost yeah that's to a the good cardinals point. they got the shit kicked out of them by the rams um on the back to the little bit to the seahawks ravens game um obviously a very impressive win for the ravens i believe that the ravens are a good team i however am not just i'm not buying i'm not drinking all the kool-aid on them you know what I mean? I'm not in I don't think Lamar Jackson should be an MVP. Or is I don't I mean right now obviously he's in the discussion, but I don't think he'll end the season that way. I know a lot of people or Eric really disagrees about that and we're going to have him on next week to argue that, but um I just don't see him st- sustaining this into the playoffs. Um I think there's a lot of better picks for MVP that will emerge and um I think the Ravens are going to win the NFC AFC North for but, sure. Um, it's not a bad loss for the Seahawks. It's not a terrible loss. You no, know what I mean? The Ravens are good. Because we kind of mentioned, like, we don't want to play the Ravens in the playoffs because they, they, I think, well ball coached. control. And it's like, you know, Lamar Jackson struggled last year against the Chargers, but he was a rookie quarterback, so he yeah. should get some kind of pass for that. So we'll see what he can do. Big win for the Ravens last week, but I'm not panicking on the Seahawks. I like the Seahawks minus seven here. Also, Matt Ryan, what's his update? He is not going to play. Okay, Seahawks. Matt Schaub will be sure. playing, and honestly, guys, even if Matt Ryan is playing the way the Falcons have been playing, the Seahawks minus seven, it's not a best bet for me because the Falcons are just like, you just don't want to be near them. They're going to fuck you no matter what you do. So, But I really like the Seahawks minus seven there. So is Big Dog. Next game we got, we got the Broncos at the Colts. Colts coming off a big win against the Texans. Big Dog has his hand in the air. Why is your hand in the air, Big Dog? This is a best bet. And my hand now just also shot up in the air because this is also a best bet for me. Colts minus five. Broncos suck. Joe Flacco sucks. Um, there really isn't that much else to say here. The Colts are a damn good team. They lost Andrew Luck, but Jacoby Brissett is a viable backup QB. They have a good defense and a lot of good pieces surrounding him. Great offensive line. Great coach. Great coach. The Colts are a damn good team in that the race between them and the Texans is really just getting started. It's going to be a really fun race to see who can take the AFC South there. I love the Colts in this game. Honestly, I feel like this should be like an 8.5 to 9.5 point line. Yeah, because I just... I don't think the Broncos are going to score more than 10, 13 yeah. points. So, and, I, and I think the Colts and the Colts, like you the said, Colts Brissett. Colts can move the ball. They, they're a good Brissett team. doesn't fuck up. He's a, a good quarterback. He's coming from Belichick and Brady and Garoppolo. Yes. Think about how those three are doing this season. Those were all on one was- roster at one point. Um, like the Colts minus five, so does Big Dog. Both both of us are locking that in as the best bet. Let's move on to the next game. we got the New York football giants 
traveling to the Lions. And a little tidbit of information for you. The Lions traded their defensive team captain this week. Interesting. Quadri, I think is his name. I might be butchering that, but if you know his name, then you knew who I was talking about. And if you don't know him, just know he's the defensive captain, linebacker of the Lions that was traded. And the team is pissed, including Darius Slay, a beast of a corner. And what does that tell you? If they're trading away the defensive captain, they're giving up. They're throwing in the flag. The Lions are going to be pissed, and they're a six and a half point favorite here against the Giants. I gotta say, I'm not making this a bet, bet, best bet. I like the Giants plus six and a half a lot, and you know what? I like the Giants money line. I mean, I don't think the Giants are that good, but when you factor in all those things we just talked about of the team chemistry of the Lions and the Lions, like it, it sucks because they're a good team. They've gotten fucked over. They got screwed this Monday night, and then the tie. You know, yeah, so they've I mean, had it's just like two plays and now away from being. They're kind of out of it, and so they're waving the white flag. And it's kind of a bummer because they they're a good team, and they kind of deserve more than what they got. But I do think that there might be some problems with the Lions internally after the trade. Um, I like the Giants money line. I know I'm not going to bet my life on that, but that might be fun if you like. If you're a money line underdog guy. Giants might be a fun look there. Um, let's move on to the next game. We got the Chargers at the Bears. I've completely given up on the Chargers. I hope we just keep losing so Anthony Lynn gets fired. There's no hope. Melvin Gordon looks terrible. I mean, folks, I don't know if you saw the end of that Chargers-Titans game last week, but it Very was depressing. the most classic Chargers loss of all time. I'm not even, I'm not even angry. On the first time I did this podcast, I went on a whole rant about the Chargers. I'm broken. You're listening to a broken man. Who we see it ten to twelve times. Changes a year. his jersey three times a game for good luck. And nothing is happening. And you know what? The Chargers, they're the Bears are favored by four at home against the Chargers. The Chargers aren't gonna beat this team. The Chargers offensive line is fucking terrible. Phillip Rivers is not gonna have more than a second to throw the ball. And he's not fast, so he's not gonna throw the ball down the field. The Chargers are gonna lose this game. They might get shut out. They might get I could see this like 17-0. Um, I think the over-under is around 30. What is it? Can you check? Can you look that up for us? It's 41 right now. 41 under. I would take the under too. Under. Um, I don't do best bets of the week of over-unders, but uh, I guess this week my best bet of an over-under, we'll introduce that, will be the under in the Chargers Bears because I the the mood of the podcast just dropped folks. It's cuz how sad we are. The Chargers have ripped out our hearts. So let's not talk about them anymore. Let's go into our next game. We've got the Cardinals at the Saints. The Saints with Teddy Bridgewater have been on fire and they're finally given some respect. It might come against the Cardinals, but hey, you're at least getting some respect. The Saints are favored by 10 and a half points. It's a big line because the only reason this scares me and Andrew jump in whenever is because Kyler Murray is frisky. Very frisky. And, I mean, 10.5 is kind of a lot for the offense, the way they've been playing. And yeah, Chase been... Edmonds had his little coming out party last week. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. So David Johnson hurt? Is that what happened? He was, I think he was like uh, doubtful. And then they okay. just played it safe with him. All right. Well, the but Edmonds, Edmonds guy balled out. Kyler Murray is good. Um, so the 10.5 is a little scary because of the way. The Saints have been playing, and it's the, they they have won games by a bit, but it's been more like their defense than running the ball. So what I'm going to do with that, and this is going to tie into our next game, the Bengals-Rams. This is going to be my tease of the week, folks, because I don't like the spread enough to do any parlays this weekend. So what I got is I got the Saints minus 10.5 and, and the Rams minus 12.5 against the Bengals. So you're going to tease that. So you're going to get the Saints minus 4.5 and, and the Rams minus 5.5. Both of that dropping, you're dropping the line to less than a touchdown. I like both of those wins, teams to win by at least a touchdown, but 12.5, 10.5 is a little scary. So tease the Saints and Rams. I I don't want to say it's a guarantee win, but God damn it, it looks like one right now. What do you think, Big Dog? I think that's a guarantee. Yeah, so Saints-Rams teaser. Put it in the books, and now we're going to travel across the pond see the Jets at Jaguars. The Jaguars are favored by six and a half. It's a neutral field, so um, it's like another this, stay away. This is another <laughs> stay away, folks. It's it's a fucking annoying schedule. It's right? a tough week this week. So the Jets just got the shit kicked out of them by the Patriots, and Sam Darnold was seeing ghosts. And, and then 
the Jags, though, the thing is, is I like the Jags. I am an, a huge Gardner Minshew advocate. Oh, you are? But, I mean, I have a shirt. The thing is, <laughs> six and a half is a lot because London games are weird. And the Jets are oh, going to have to— game this week? Yeah. The Jets are going to have to bounce back because I don't— I don't think the Jets are as bad as they looked on Monday night because the Patriots are fucking incredible. But I don't think they're that good. I think the Jags should win this game, but I don't like it at six and a half. That's a stay away for me. I could see this being like a three or four point game. Andrew, after watching um, Darnold. Sam Darnold on Monday night, do you have any takeaways from that? Like, is it, are you? Well, I've did seen... that harm your? I've seen it Perception. before because I watch USC games. I've kind of seen that before where he's very erratic with the balls. Picks, and then you see the week before against the Cowboys, he looks like a professional quarterback. I think we get more of that version this week because the Patriots can do that to anybody. But I'm staying away from this game. I don't have a strong pull. Yeah. Um, London games are weird. Um, and I this is not a 6 a.m.er, so this will be right at the 10 a.m. Oh, yeah. games with everyone else. Um, next game we got, we got the Bucks at the Titans, folks. This is a garbage bowl game so like okay let's look at the last five games we said i mean really every game we've said has been a crap game Very i love bad. football and i'm gonna entertain myself some way but we got the bucks at the titans now the ryan Tannehill led titans they were blessed <laughs> by god and beat the chargers last week Jameis winston's coming off a bye after the week before turning the ball over six to seven times <laughs> in london um I think the safe bet here would be Titans minus two and a half. But then again, I don't like the Titans ever when they're favorites. And this could be a Jameis good game all of a sudden. You I know was going to lean towards the Buccaneers. If I was a betting man for this game, I would lean towards the Buccaneers. Don't act like you're not a betting man, big dog. You know, 10 a.m., I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess you, the Bucks Titans is another stay away game. I mean, this is kind of, I, I don't know what to tell you folks. I mean, if you, do you believe in the Ryan Tannehill no. Derrick Henry Titans with Mike Vrabel? Probably not. They should have lost last week, but they played the stupidest coach in the NFL, Anthony Lynn. I mean, when you look at these two teams, who do you like more on either side? I guess I like Bruce Arians out of anyone in the matchup. Coaching, because Bruce Arians is the coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't like Jameis. I don't like Ryan Tannehill. I don't like Mike Vrabel. I mean, I like Mike Vrabel. Seems like a cool guy, but I guess I trust Bruce Arians. Um... Maybe and then sprinkle, coming off the bye, too, so yeah, 11 so days. I guess maybe you sprinkle the Bucks money line if you're feeling crazy, but by no means can I guarantee that because who the fuck knows what's going to happen. Next game, though, we actually finally have some good games. We got the Eagles at the Bills. The Bills are a two-point favorite. The Eagles coming off getting their ass spanked by the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. Big Dog is looking aroused. What do you got to say, Big Dog? Now, this is something I can guarantee you are going to take the Bills minus two. We saw the Eagles last week. They don't have a defense. I was completely wrong about that. Jason Garrett embarrassed the Eagles. I think the Bills, who are actually playing pretty well this year, they're going to win more than two points. So this is the Eagles really falling apart. Yes. And you mentioned someone quit this week. Okay, so the deal with the Eagles is um, they released... Or trade no, they released Orlando Scandrick, okay, who was a linebacker or a DB for the Eagles, and right when that happened, he called out Howie Roseman, I believe, is the GM of the Eagles. He called mm -hmm. out how he's a liar and all this shit. Called out Malcolm Jenkins, calling him a selfish player. Called out um, like Nate, like kept saying multiple things about someone he didn't want to name on the defense, which was like a couple people. So he basically called out the whole fucking team. And then the Eagles posted a video to their Twitter with a, just a savage move of, I guess, Skandrick was mic'd up one game. And it's him, like this season, him going up to Malcolm Jenkins and being like, oh, man, thank you. For that What a selfless play there by you. This is why you're the captain. And now he's calling him a selfish guy. And I think he's obviously just like a spurned lover. Or a Seems scorned reasonable. lover. Is spurned? No, I think I just made that word up. I like it. Spurned. Spurned. It's like a mixture of sperm and scorn. Okay. Kind of weird. Spurned. A scorned lover. Um, and so, Eagles, just a weird situation. Something might be going on there. I mean, you constantly see all these th quotes about how the offense worked better with Nick Foles and guys tried harder and shit like that. I like Wentz, so I'm not going to go down that hole. But I, 
I would lean Bills in this game. Um, I'm not staying away, but it's not a best bet. I like the Bills minus two. Um, but the thing you got to think about with the Eagles is, is if they lose this game, it's over. And maybe it already is with that loss well, to Dallas, but it's not. It's not over, over because they'd only be they'd be two games behind Dallas with seven weeks left. And yeah, it, I mean they got to get to eight and eight. This is just confirming <laughs> though our belief that only one team is going to the playoffs of the NFC East. Correct. Correct. And like you said, the Eagles just have too many issues. Take the Bills. There we go. Um, Bills defense. Our boy Josh Allen minus two. Take the Bills. Um, next game we got the Panthers at the 49ers. 49ers are favored by five and a half. This is a double best bet. B-Rob and Big Dog taking the Niners five and a half. They won 9-0 last week. And, folks, if you followed me on our best bets, we did well. We went two and one. But the Niners were favored by 10. They won by nine in a 9-0 game in the rain in Washington. So, I mean, take that game was – it was like a hurricane. It was a hurricane. It the was Niners so sloppy. played out, and that team seems to love each other. Um, so I wouldn't look too much into that game. The Niners are God; they're so good. They're really they're gonna good beat Kyle Allen by a touchdown. Yeah, they are gonna beat the Panthers by a touchdown. The Panthers with Kyle Allen, it's been exciting. They haven't played anyone good. They're four and zero. He's due, right? Yeah, he, they're gonna lose. The it's Niners, I think, are gonna win by a touchdown or two. Because Dude, the, the defense. thing is, their defense—if anyone's gonna Back. contain McCaffrey, their defense is just flying everywhere. I'm a, I love the Bosas. I love Joey the most. But, I mean, Nick Bosa is just an absolute animal. Um, I like the Niners here. That's a best bet from me and Big Dog. At They're favored by five and a half. Um, next game we have the Browns at the Patriots. Fa- Patriots favored by 13. Crazy. Um, it's not that crazy, but it just. It's just it is crazy when you think about the expectations the Browns had coming exactly. into this season. How quickly it's fallen off. How Baker Mayfield has been thrown to the side. Well, I have I have a couple thoughts because on that. Because the Jets were ten and a half last week. Sorry. Yeah, but my thing with <laughs> the Browns is uh, Baker Mayfield was massively overrated going into this year. That's true, and I have bet against the Browns most of the season when they were overrated, and it was great. But two things can be true at the same time. The Browns can suck this year, and Baker Mayfield can not be playing good, but that doesn't mean you're going to discard him. He's a good player. If you look at his stats through the last, like, six to seven weeks of last season, he was one of the top three quarterbacks in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Obviously, they're having some coaching issues, and they have a lot of personalities on that team that maybe they're going to find that might not be the best way to win. Maybe they're going to have to trade one of the wide receivers. Not that they're a problem yet. I mean, OBJ is always complaining about something, but it doesn't seem to have have affected any of his teammates. But I'm holding on to my Baker Mayfield stock because I think it's too easy to pile on him right now with everything that's going on. But Patriots minus 13, I'm not saying that's a best bet, but I think the Rams are going to score like three points. The Browns can score three points. Yeah, did I say the Rams? I mean mm-hmm. the Browns. The Browns are. Gonna yeah, I can score. see that because it's. I mean, the Patriots, it, it, the Patriots defense, defense is the best defense of all time based on the stats they've been giving up. I would take the Patriots minus thirteen, and I would take the under in this game. Yeah, I'm just gonna watch this one. I think. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. Um, so we got Pats winning that one handily. The Browns. You think – here's a question for you, big dog. Freddie Kitchens is a first-year coach. <laughs> you think he gets the boot this year? Yes, if he doesn't make the playoffs. Okay. Well, that doesn't seem like that's going to happen. And so I, let's go into I our next him. game. Raiders at Texans. Texans, frustrating last week against the Colts. The touchdown taken away from Deshaun Watson. How about the Texans are favored by seven. Raiders got the shit kicked out of them by the Packers. But you look at the Raiders' schedule, though, Big Dog. I hate the Raiders. Let me just preface this by saying that. I hate them. But they've played a bunch of damn good teams. I don't think they've played a team that's under 500 yet, besides the Broncos. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. So, the Raiders' money line, plus 250. You're thinking, Brian, you're crazy. I am crazy. That's a best bet. Raiders' money line, plus 250. They are going to take care of the Texans. Texans lost another offensive lineman last week. The Texans did not look good. 
DeAndre Hopkins is dropping passes. Yeah, that's the weirdest thing. I've seen at least three in it's the end zone. really weird. And then last week, because I thought that play with since Watson. Since week one, since that Monday night game against the Saints, he's been dropping passes. Yes. So that's shocking. Um, I like the Raiders' money line here. I know that sounds crazy. That's going to be a best bet for me, though. I'm putting in Raiders' money line for plus 250. Texans, again, are favored by seven at home against the Raiders. Big Dog, am I insane? See, I'm looking at the schedule right now. And the opening week, they played the Broncos, and that was the worst team. Because then they had the Pat Mahomes Chiefs. They had the Vikings, who are absolutely on fire right now. The Colts were looking pretty solid, and they beat. Beat the Bears at the time in London. Bears have a good defense. That's still a good game. And then they lost to the Aaron Rodgers Packers last week. So, there you have it, folks. (laughs) How the world has, how the tables have turned, where I shit on the Chargers in a podcast and then now we're going for Gruden's take Raiders. the Raiders money line. Scout. But that's here we here we are. Um, I think that'll be an entertaining game. Um, let's go to our Monday night shit show of a oh game. Toilet Bowl. Ugh, just god-awful game. Dolphins at Steelers. Steelers favored by 14. I mean... I, I couldn't even name the quarterbacks. I can't name the quarterbacks. Hodges is Hodges. The third-string quarterback. The third-string Hodges, Is a two-touchdown favorite. He... Is he still playing for the Steelers, or is Mason Rudolph back? I think Mason Rudolph is back because he just had that concussion. I think so he's he back. I think that this game is a stay away unless you could tease it so you get the Steelers to an eight-point lead and then you tease it with, like, an NBA game on Monday night. Um, that would be the only yeah, attractive so thing. Yeah, so Monday, listen to the Pineapple Couch, and I'll maybe add a, a little to that teaser, pairing it with an NBA game. But Big Dog, do you have any other thought? Oh, let's let's wrap up quickly with we're gonna go over for you guys so you know our best bets. Um, Andrew, go over yours. So I have the Colts minus five, the Bills minus two, and then the Niners minus five and a half. I'm not doing a parlor this week because they can't make a bank for your buck this week. But I'm gonna tease the Niners six points, so they're gonna be plus half a point, and then the Bills will be plus four. That's your odds are minus 120 right there. That's very nice. And then to recap what I've got, I got the Colts by five. Colts minus five. 49ers minus five and a half. Raiders money line. And then I'm teasing the Saints and the Rams. You're going to get the Saints at four and a half and the Rams at six and a half. And last week I went two and one. And so we're going to be keeping tallies on this. And um, we will keep you updated. Again, thanks for listening to the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. Thank you, Big Dog, for coming on as always. Always a treat. Uh, Thank you to Christo. Thank you to Dustin and Mark for the music. And thank you for you. Thank you to you for listening. Thank you to Marley for the artwork as well. The lovely artwork on the front. That's Marley Lettering. You can find her on Instagram there. Um, Remember to like and subscribe to... um, the pineapple couch with b-rob on itunes you can give us five stars tell the world how much you love me um or maybe not if you hate me keep your mouth shut or that's not a good thing to say but whatever i love you guys thanks for listening and we will be back next week